This podcast contains many, 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 many movie spoilers. Consider this your warning. Okay, you have now been warned. Enjoy. All right, welcome to No Texting During the Movie, the podcast where I started a podcast so my wife would watch movies with me. Each week, we take turns choosing a film to watch, analyze, and review. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry you haven't found a better podcast. So, before we get into the movie, I just wanted to... I'm I'm your host, Matt, by the way. And I'm Tori. And Tori, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit. What is your, what would you say your relationship with movies is in general? You know, there are some movies that I absolutely love and I can watch a hundred times. For instance? Mean Girls, Bridesmaids, You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail? Yes. And I don't branch out and I always text during movies or work. So this is going to get us, you know turning the wheels and watching more movies together. Yes, yes. So that was basically the whole point of uh, starting a podcast was that I'm constantly telling you to put your phone down during movies and now you have to watch movies. Mm-hmm. Like the great film that we watched tonight. What did we what did we dive into tonight, Tori? We dived into Pulp Fiction. And you will know my name is the Lord. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. And it was definitely a movie that was a shocking movie. Um, I was not expecting <laughs> a lot of what happened. Um, why don't you give us uh, the synopsis? Yeah, I'll give you guys a little uh, breakdown of the, the plot here. All right, Pulp Fiction, 1994. Jules Winfield, played by Samuel L. Jackson. And Vincent Vega played by John Travolta, are two hitmen who are out to retrieve a suitcase stolen from their employer, mob boss Marcellus Wallace, played by Ving Rhames. Wallace has also asked Vincent to take his wife Mia, Uma Thurman, out for a few days later when Wallace himself will be out of town. Butch Coolidge, Bruce Willis, is an aging boxer who is paid by Wallace to lose the fight. The lives of these seemingly unrelated people are woven together, Compromising a series of funny, bizarre, and uncalled-for incidents. Wow. What a journey. Tori, right out of the gate, um, did you like this movie? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I... Yes, you liked it? Or you're just kind of like unpacking? I'm just getting ready to unpack. Okay. okay. So, overall, I would say yes. Um there were definitely scenes that I did not like at all and they were more disturbing. And then there were scenes that, you know, felt like, oh yeah, the good guys are going to win. Uh, so a mix of good and bad, but I would say overall I did like it. Okay. Um, I would say that uh, I was a fan of this movie. I first saw it when I was like 13, really, really liked it. Um, but you know, it was kind of like the edgy, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm watching this type movie when I was growing up. 
Um, it's still good as as an adult. I've I've still enjoyed it, but um, you know some of that novelty has worn off a little bit as I as I get a little bit older. There were some scenes that I wasn't um, super excited about rewatching. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, what was the cringiest scene for you? I think there's an obvious cringiest scene in the whole movie. Yeah, so the cringiest scene, in my opinion, was when Mia overdosed and they had to bring her back to life. Right, hurry up, man. Okay. Hurry up. Here, I'll tell you what to do. No, 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 man, man, man. I ain't give, you, you, you're going to give her the shot. No, you're going to give her the shot. I ain't giving her the shot. I ain't giving her the shot. I've never done this yeah, before. I ain't never done it before either, all right? I ain't starting now. Look, you brought her here, and that means that you're going to give her the shot. I wish I closed my eyes the entire time, but, you know, that was definitely the most cringiest scene. Why? It felt wrong. It felt like just the whole thing could have been eliminated from the movie and it still could have been a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was one of the uh, more important parts of the movie, though. Like, I don't think the movie would have made as much sense without that whole thing going down. I think they could have kept it more PG for that (laughs) scene and it still would have been the, the point still would have been proved. Three! We uh, we all know that Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of keeping things PG. So um, moving on from that, my cringiest scene personally, I think, was I put down the exact same thing. The needle scene is pretty rough to watch. Um, everything from the anxiety of, you know, him driving to the drug dealer's house to the actual needle scene where he puts it in uh, her chest is pretty awful all around, but also pretty funny. Um, when the girl comments that that was effing wild when she's got the needle sticking out of her chest. Makes me laugh every time. Good, wholesome, clean, family fun. Um, What was your favorite scene of the movie? So my favorite scene of the movie was the last scene of the movie when Jules and Vincent were in the diner and the man and the woman are robbing the place and Vincent is in the bathroom reading his book and Jules is sitting at the diner with a gun under his table waiting for the guy to come around and pick up all the wallets. right when he sat down and Jules was reciting the Bible verse that he um, usually kills people after he decided to let him go and gave him 1500. That would be my favorite scene just because it felt like he knew what was the right decision to make. And then they walked out of the diner in their volleyball shirts, um, their dorky little outfits. (laughs) so yeah it was very redemptive almost Mm -hmm. like you felt like oh you know he's a good guy now yeah that's a great scene that's a great way to wrap up the movie and i do like how you know it's the scene that starts off the movie and then it's the scene that ends the movie and you don't really know that until the end yeah so what would be your favorite scene of the movie my favorite scene um, it's kind of a random, but uh, do you remember the scene where Butch is having that dream and the his dad's Vietnam War buddy is telling him about the watch? Yeah. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. That's my favorite scene. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Because... Um, you know, he's telling all these really, really serious stories about, you know, the generations and the generations of, um, people who have, you know, passed down this watch so that he could get it. And then it gets to him and, um, his, uh, his dad and his dad's Vietnam friend both hid the watch up their butts. So he hid it. 
In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. Five long years he wore this watch, up his ass. Then he died of dysentery. He'd give me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. And it just kind of breaks all that tension, and it makes me laugh every time. And um, it, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Um, okay, so uh, our next segment is WTH. What the heck? This is the the part of the movie that just made you say, what the heck? Did yeah. you, you can go first. Yeah, so when Butch kills Vincent, I was totally shocked. I did not see it coming. I thought Vincent was going to be just a long-term key player in the movie, um, and I was not expecting it. Good call. So, how about yours? Mine was probably the whole pawn shop scene, oh, uh-huh. which we won't go into detail. No. This is a family-friendly podcast, um, even though I talked about hiding a watch up a butt two seconds ago. <laughs> but um, from that that whole scene was uh, still uncomfortable to watch, and and that's all I'll speak on that topic. It was uh, something else. So the next segment <laughs> is a lot of you have maybe heard this this game. It is, um, you know, it's titled. It's got a few different titles, but we decided to go with a little PG title, and it is "Date, Marry, or Make Disappear Forever." So we're gonna pick three characters from the movie that you would either date, you would marry, or you would make disappear forever. Now, the three characters that I picked are Marcellus Wallace, Vincent, or Butch. Marcellus Wallace, Ving Rhames, Vincent, John Travolta, or Butch, Bruce Willis. So I'm going to have you go first on this one. All right. Um, for for Mary, I picked... Well, no, no, you on. have to start with date. Do it in the order, yep. Okay, so as far as dating, I would date Vincent because he took uh, Mia out for a juicy burger and then they had you know they did some recreational activities afterwards and it it didn't go the way either of them planned but um i would say that you know he took care of her he made sure she didn't die and that sounds like a great date that's that's (laughs) all i'm really asking for in any sort of dating scenario um as far as Mary, I'm going to marry Marcellus Wallace. I mean, he is very rich, um, and he has many, many cronies that would take care of me, regardless of what you know situation I was in. And um, he definitely had a pool at his house. He lived somewhere you know, in a very beautiful part of L.A. So I'm definitely going to marry him. Um, and then as far as make disappear forever, I just picked Butch cause that made the most logical sense to me. Um, Butch is not loyal. He was supposed to, you know, go down in that fight and he did not. And, um, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if I'm going to date or marry anybody, I need to trust them. And the trust is right out of the window, uh, <laughs> with Butch in that situation. So I decided to make him disappear forever. And he carries around a watch that was in two other guys' butts. So uh, you can't hang around with these people. Yeah. Yeah. Your turn. So for date, I put Marcel, 
Marcellus. Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. Um, he he does seem very loyal. He seems like he would have a lot of money, and it would be a fun, you know, maybe go up in an airplane or who knows. There's just a lot of a lot of fun Helicopter. dates. Yeah, a lot of rich dates that you can go on with him. Um, and I would take it more for the experience, not necessarily dating him. So that would be my choice for dating. So um, you're saying for like. Uh... You would basically just use him for the good dates. Yes, for the for the money. Okay, but like, is he giving you money on the date? Like, are you an escort? No, or... <laughs> no. Like, he would take me on a nice date, and it would be the experience of fun dates, like going in an airplane or going ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, go on. Can we delete that? No. <laughs> In fact, I'm leaving that request in as well. Oh, okay. So Mary, I put Vincent. Um, he seems like he's very even keeled, but entertaining. And like you said, you wanted to date him because he would bring, you know, take you on nice dates and all that. But that's someone you also want to marry that is loyal. And it just also seems very um, like a fun person, fun person to be around. Heroin addict. Go on. But you can change someone. Um, (laughs) And disappear forever. I put Butch because I think he's a psycho. He has anger issues. And (laughs) yeah, I think I would want to get rid of him before he would probably get rid of me. Oh, okay. Right. He doesn't really seem like the type that would like kill a lover though. Maybe just. I think he would kill anyone. I mean, that girl looked so scared in the corner. She did. All right. So, so what did we learn here? Would you say? And okay. So let me let me rewind. So in this segment, we just want to touch on, you know, what did we learn throughout the process of watching this movie? Um, what were the lessons learned? What were our biggest takeaways? Um, my, I'll go ahead and start. My biggest takeaway is, don't ever get in a fight with somebody in a pawn shop. Because you might get knocked out and then you're going to wake up in the basement of that pawn shop and then crazy things potentially could happen to you. (laughs) What did you learn, Tori? I learned that there are a lot of other good movies to watch. What does that mean? (laughs) I don't think I really learned anything. Okay. I don't know what I learned. I don't, I did not learn anything. I don't think I learned anything. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I learned. I learned that some people look nice, even though they're psycho. And some you learned that today. (laughs) (laughs) We're deleting all this, okay? Please, please, please. I'm trying to think of what I literally learned from this. If you learn, if if the answer is nothing, that's okay. I did not learn anything from this. All right. (laughs) The end. That's all. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us on this pod. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So So, let's go to our next one, which is the one word review of this film. The next segment? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a segment where we give a one word review of this movie. Go. Psycho. Expand. Everything was psycho. It's just... You never knew what was going to happen, and everything that happened was absolutely crazy and not 
something that would actually happen in real life. Okay. Um, my one word review was dialogue because there's a lot of dialogue in this movie. Um, a lot of back and forth, a lot of talking. I don't know if that's really a one word review. Well, I think, I think you could review it with dialogue because it says, you know, my review is expect a lot of dialogue and I like the dialogue. I like how Tarantino does dialogue. I think it's interesting. I think it's captivating, but there's a lot of it in this movie. Um, so my, I will say my second word. No. Can I have a second word? Okay, fine. Was disturbing. So I think those two go hand in hand. That there was a lot of disturbing scenes. But I do, I like your word, dialogue. I mean, that is valid. Indeed. Okay, so I've got a f- couple fun facts um, that I pulled off of IMDb for this movie. Um... Okay, so each movie we're basically going to pick three fun facts that we thought were interesting. Um, and this fact, the uh, first fact I got for you, is the F word is used 265 times in this movie. Whoa. That's a lot. That is shocking. That's, I don't remember hearing it that many times. I think we're kind of conditioned at this point to like not think about the F word too much in movies and TV because it's so common. Mm-hmm. But in 1994, I think that was a lot yeah. for a movie. The second uh, little factoid I have for you. The movie's line, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris. They call it a Royale with cheese. Was voted as the 81st of the 100 greatest movie lines by premiere in 2007. Huh. Interesting. I like that movie uh, line. I think it's funny. And mm-hmm. the way John Travolta says it, jeez. It's pretty tight. So is that is that true, though? I don't know if that's true. I could fact check it, but I'm not going to because I am lazy. The third fact that I found, or movie trivia, um, there have been many speculations of what was inside Wallace's briefcase. While Tarantino left it up to viewers' imaginations, the prop simply had a light bulb and a battery inside. That's what it was. I always thought it was gold. What did you think was in there? I thought it was something that was like hypnotizing, like like a <laughs> like an emerald diamond or something. But it like hypnotized you. Yeah, it like makes you like wow. Maybe that's from a different movie that I've seen that 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 happened. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think that's this one. Um, okay, so well, it could have been. It could have been. <laughs> You're right. Um, so this is the part of the show where we give our our review. So my review, we're gonna do one of ten, either tomatoes or tort. Or no, hold on. <laughs> we're either gonna do one out of ten. Tormatoes. Tormatoes or potatoes. Tormatoes is Tori's rating. Potatoes is my rating for Matt and Matt and Tori. Tori tomatoes. Uh, Matt potatoes, and that's the kind of word play and, and creativity that you're going to come to expect episode to episode from us. Is that kind of um, just uh, anyways. What would you rate this movie? One out of ten, Tornadoes. Do we get half points? You can. I would give it a five and a half. Five and a half, okay. Do I need to explain? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I would say five is kind of middle ground, but it was a little bit better than the middle ground and just kept me on my toes, so I would give it a five and a half. Okay. I think I would give this movie an eight out of ten potatoes. Mm. And the reason, I, I think if you were to ask me five or even ten years ago, I would say ten out of ten, no question. But I think part of that comes from the pressure of just like, dudes who like generally like movies like you're always gonna say Pulp Fiction is like oh my gosh it's so cool like I love this movie so much but um watching it back I really really liked it but you know I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought and honestly cringeworthy scenes um let me just touch on something um the needle scene was obviously cringy But um, if there's anything that ruins this movie, it is Quentin Tarantino having a part in it. Now, you didn't know this, but the the director of the movie is actually that guy that's in the house talking about his wife. Literally the worst acting I've ever seen. There's nothing that you're going to say that's going to make me forget that I love my wife. Is there? Now, look, you know, she comes home from work in about an hour and a half. Graveyard shift at the hospital. You gotta make some phone calls. You gotta call some people. Well, then do it. Horrible. It was like, it's really distracting to the point where I'm like, you're literally ruining this masterpiece of a movie because you needed to be in it. Now, props to Quentin Tarantino. He's crazy director, tons of great movies, but that is the one piece of this movie that kind of knocked knocked it didn't knock it down for me but i I totally forgot about it and when i rewatched it i was like yeah he should not have been in this movie um so that's all i have to say about that eight out of ten for me five and a half out of ten for tornadoes all right and so uh i i enjoyed this though i enjoyed showing you a movie from my past from my Mm -hmm. upbringing that is considered kind of a classic and um Do you know what movie we're going to do next? I don't. More to come, but it was great to to watch a movie that was out of my comfort zone, that was out of my natural selection of movies to pick. (laughs) Your evolution of movie. Yeah, I would have never picked it if I was watching a movie by myself, so this was great to just step out and watch, watch a new movie and get a glimpse into the male brain. (laughs) <laughs> uh, are we gonna learn the synchronized dance we sure are i can't wait only if you get up on your tippy toes and do a squat i don't know if i can do that and we can swim together my toes might uh split in half or just explode all right that was no texting during the movie and um, this is matt and tori signing off saying whether you're a tornado or a potato it's all ketchup at the end of the day baby